Cause it's not really me, this is my world This is who I am Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, it's Big Sexy. And I like this song because it says, this is my world. And I'm going to do it my way. Before I get into this, special, special, huge thanks to my man, my podcast partner, the Oracle, Mr. Michael Dean. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and (laughs) the support and encouragement to go out on my own and try a little something new. So we're going to do this now. Uh, tonight, we're going to review a new album. And what we're going to do here on This Is My World, and I just made that name up, by the way. What we're going to do is I'm going to review albums from time to time over all kinds of genres. It could be who knows. Uh, I got the idea from looking at some of the past best album of the year Grammy winners over the last like 15 years or so. And I thought, you know what? I don't know some of these things. And so I went back, got most of them. Honestly, a couple, eh, it didn't sit with me too well. And I thought, my mic is hot. Let me turn this down a bit. How's that? That's a little better. Yeah, now we're talking. Okay. So, yeah, now my mic's a little, little cooler here. Um, and what really started, you know, album-wise was back in 1987, excuse me, 1986, actually, when Control came out and was running things, I just knew it would get Album of the Year. Now, granted, Jimmy and Terry did get Producers of the Year, not Classical. So I thought, okay, it's a given. They're going to get Album of the Year. Yeah, no. (laughs) It didn't happen. That went to Paul Simon's Graceland, and I didn't listen to that album, God, for at least 20 years. And I finally broke down and got it, you know, recently and did some history on what Paul had been going through and all that. And I got to give it up. I can see why he got album of the year. It was definitely something completely new and unique at the time. And nobody else was doing that. 1987. Again, we have some heavy, heavy contenders in 87. And I'm going to do a show dedicated to that alone. But the bottom line is, I thought it should have been Sign of the Times. I still think it should have been Sign of the Times. It didn't go <laughs> to Sign of the Times. And I'm still bent about that. But again, I can't fuss until I had listened to all of the you know contenders, which I did do. They were all great. They were truly all of them great. And they all brought something different to the table. Uh, shout out to my man, Narada Michael Walden, for his work on some of the albums. But I still think it should have been a sign of the times. But that's a beef for another day. And I had been, like I said earlier, I've been talking to Michael Dean. We had, he and I had recently done a show where we both took a song out of our personal comfort zones and, you know, gave our, gave a listen and gave our thoughts. And that was a lot of fun. And again, to his credit, he has been encouraging me to do this for, a number of years now and I have been a big baby and just didn't want to do it because I was a big wussy so now we're going to go ahead and do it and what really kicked it over the edge was today when I got home from the office my vinyl album oh yes I still get vinyl sometimes of Paul Stanley's Soul Station debut album called Now and Then had arrived now a lot of you 
No, Paul Stanley from Kiss. Ernie, Dave Droppin, I'm looking at you. Alana, I'm looking at you too. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, he had decided to do something different because if you look at some of his interviews recently, he's always talking about, you know, how he, when he was young, he'd go to shows and see Otis Redding, uh, Solomon Burke, Wilson Pickett, and cats like that. And my first opinion was like, yeah, sure. And then he continued to do it. And then he puts this band together and they played a few sets around Southern California. They have not come up north yet. So I have not seen them and I still hadn't heard them. And then they decided to do an album and I was still skeptical. And then I heard the first single during the real lockdown portion of the pandemic. And he's got some great musicians around him, uh, some great singers. And I thought, you know, what, let me, you know, I'm thinking, you know, don't be that guy. Let's, let's listen first and go from there. And so when the album was announced, I went ahead and ordered my vinyl because I've been getting more into vinyl because of the sign of the times ultimate deluxe edition. We'll get to that another time as well. And so I got that happening and got my turntable set up and I played it. And the first song was the cover of the spinners classic. Could I be, I'm, could it be I'm falling in love? Now, Paul Stanley will be the first one to tell you that he is not Felipe soul win of the spinners rest in peace. But when I heard it, I was immediately transported back to being nine years old on 45th Street in Oakland, you know, at, oh God, I remember the address, 572 45th Street, Apartment D, and listening to these records on my mom's dual turntable powered by a Pioneer SX1000 TW receiver, and that thing had some guts to it. You know, so I remember listening to all that old classic you know, stuff on the Philly Soul, excuse me, Philly International label and things on Atlantic, like Spinners. Uh, there's just so much music back then that he likes, you know, and I like it too. I can't lie. Uh, when I got older, I got into more rock things. As you, anyone who's listening to this knows, I'm a big rock guy. But <clears throat> I never forget, you know, what I got into growing up either. I'm not one of those people who will like something younger you know, in their younger years and then you run up on them 10 20 years later are you listening to that still oh man they suck no nah, man i don't know there's always more room for other people at the party you know uh to steal a quote from paul stanley there's only two kinds of music good and bad and if it doesn't move you that's cool that's cool like i said a few uh grammy winners in recent years do not move me at all not saying they're bad <clears throat> not saying they're you know they're derogatory it's just not my thing and that's okay you know when i first saw that paul's gonna do this i saw there was some blowback and i got some blowback tonight on facebook but it's cool you know like i said it's not for everyone and i go back to you know the song that you heard at the beginning of this darius rucker um this is my world and when darius was running Hootie and the Flow. Flow? Okay. <laughs> when Darius was running Hootie and the Blowfish, you know, to me, they were in the same vein of something like the Eagles, 
in one of these country rock type deals and considering they are based out of Southern California or South Carolina, it makes sense. He did a soul album now and then, which I do have, and I think it's great. And then I guess one day he said, you know what? Look, I'm a country guy and that's what we're going to do. And he took some static, but he's out there doing his thing on the country charts. So, you know, shout out to him. You know, salute. Do what you want to do. You know, all music is for all people. Does everyone have to like it? No. But do what you do. If you're doing it from a genuine place, hey, man, let it rip. It's all good. Now, back to um, now and then. As I said, the opening song was Could It Be I'm Falling In Love, which was truly well done. And for those of us who are familiar with Paul, you know, he does a lot of screaming, yelling. No, none of that happens here. On uh, one recent interview, he actually said that, look, I'm not trying to be Dennis Edwards or Wilson Pickett. I don't, I can't do that because that's what those guys do. And I would look like an idiot trying to do that, which I understand. Um, one of the songs on here on the list, and he went to all the classic ones from the late 60s, early 70s, <clears throat> in addition to writing some new songs himself that are in that vein. And I guarantee you, if you didn't know it was his, you'd swear it was from that vintage. I mean, it's really, really well done. Um, another standout, again, uh, track 10, Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't dig Al. Al wasn't my thing. But in 1984, when Tina Turner, on her huge comeback, released Let's Stay Together as a single, I'm like, oh, I've been missing out here. Damn. So I went back and got into some Al Green, and oh, the guy's a genius. And then listening to this version, it is very, very close to the original. He is not Al Green, nor is he trying to be. His backing band, again, of singers and additional musicians, they all bring their A game. This was truly, truly well done. Uh, going back up to one of the newer songs called I.O.I., I would have sworn this was somebody else's when I first heard it. I really would have. You know, the, the backing vocals were really strong. You know, the, the strings were happening. I have nothing but good, but good things to say about this. You know, closing out side one of LP1, because in vinyl, this is a two, two, two record set. Uh, the second song on the first side is called I Do. I don't, I'm not, I'm obviously I'm not familiar with it because he, he wrote it, but I like it. But again, I'll stick to the covers for the most part. Uh, last song on the first side is Smokey Robinson's Ooh Baby Baby. I kind of sounded like I was doing Salt and Pepper. Ooh Baby Baby. No. No. <laughs> if you know the, you know, that song. It's nothing like Salt and Pepper's song, which which is also great. And Paul, again, he stays extremely close to the originals. He pays them the respect and genuine homage that these songs deserve. And again, one of his interviews, he said, you know, we're not hearing these things on the radio anymore unless it's part of a sample and somebody else's new thing. And a lot of these songs are just too good to not revisit now. You go to the original, you can go to a cover, whatever, but they're still great songs. Now, on the second side, he goes into my my ballpark. He goes to The Temptations. 
and he hits up just my imagination running away with me. And yeah, yeah. You know, at some point, once I really get the hang of this, I'm going to be inserting audio clips and under the copyright laws of which I am very familiar, this is called fair use because I'm doing this as part of a critique so people can get out my face about, you stole my song. I didn't steal anything. <clears throat> but um, again, just my imagination, I do believe was written by Barrett Strong. Let me double check that. Yes. Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong, two of the legendary songwriters at Motown back in the day. And again, the guy, it's like a love letter to, to the 70s soul scene. It's really, really well done. Uh, on the third side, we, we have another smoky track, The Tracks of My Tears. Now, I love this song. I have always loved this song. Even back when I was, you know, eight years old, I loved this song. And I still <laughs> love this song. You know, Paul did, did the damn thing. And again, you know, earlier tonight, <clears throat> I was getting some heat. Well, I don't call it heat. I'm not even going to say that. You know, so some people on Facebook are like, look, man, that's not my thing. And that's, again, that's fine. That's fine. You know, I can't claim to like everything. And anybody can't claim to like everything. Because people have things that are in their wheelhouse. But for for me, and, you know, like with Darius, like with Paul, they're stepping outside of their comfort zone and doing their thing. Got to respect the effort. And since I've been a KISS fan for 40 years, you knew I was going to give it a shot. And as I listened to it earlier, I was not disappointed in the least bit. Moving closer, moving closer, moving forward, he, he leaves Motown. He leaves uh, Al Green's label, which I believe was High Records. And now he goes to Brunswick with the Delphonics. La 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 means I love you. Yeah, that's what's going on. I remember that one. And recently I heard a cover of that by English pop group Swing Out Sister, who I'll be getting into it, you know, in future episodes. But again, st <clears throat> stays close to the original, lets his backup singers and additional singers, and he lets them all shine. This is not a ego thing. This is not a solo deal, even though his name is out front. This is really a group effort. And they all sing together so well. And it's like when you, I believe it was George Bush who said, you know, when you're the top guy, you get people smarter than you around you. Paul got better musicians, you know, no way around it. He got great singers, great musicians around him. And they all truly bring their A game. A um, couple, couple more covers. I believe this is the stylistics. You are everything. God, I hear, I hear that song and I immediately go back to sixth grade in Mr. Nielsen's class. Oh, that takes me back. And I, I, I again, this was, this was my wheelhouse back then. Cause you know, you'd go to the store or the record store and you get the little 45 with the little little adapter adapters for the spindles little yellow thingies i'm like oh man, i missed that and the last one he went back to motown and he went not oh, 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 dropping things 
not with Motown, excuse me, not with Smokey, not with Marvin. He went with Four Tops. And again, another Holland Dozier Holland masterpiece. Three guys, you know, again, another three guys in Motown who truly ran everything. A lot of people give the Motown acts all the credit. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it was the, the musicians and the songwriters, and they just would continue to crank out hit after hit after hit. It was amazing. Now, going back to this version, it was the best way to close the album out. You know, I, ha I have nothing but high praise. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not unfair or not here to blow smoke up anybody's skirt. But, and if there was a stinker, I say, you know, you got to miss on this one. No, no, not at all. All 14 songs are outstanding. The new songs, again, are in that vein. You know, he's not trying to pull a, what was his name? God, back in the 50s. He's not trying to pull a Pat Boone, thieving rat bastard. You know, he's not doing anything like that at all. He is paying respect and homage to things he listened to growing up and things he listens to to this very day. In fact, one of his kids had said, you know, why don't you just record that? He's like, okay. And so he put together and he's, he's done his thing. I have nothing but the highest praise for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. In fact, let me get a little bit of my beverage. And every time I do this, I'm going to feature <laughs> a different adult beverage. Tonight, hold on. Mm. And there you go. Tonight, we're having a rum and coke. Rum courtesy of a new company called 10 to 1 Rum. And they're out of the Caribbean. Shout out to uh, Aunt Pooh. And it's good. Can't lie. It's very smooth and very light. I like it. I'm digging that. And, you know, as we go on, you know, we'll talk about music. We'll talk about different genres. There'll probably be some restaurant talk because J.D. Washington and I are a couple of Michelin heads. And we like talking about things like that. And honestly, I just wanted my own little space to do my own little thing and talk about music and just things that are off the beaten path, things that uh, we can't or we haven't had an opportunity to get into over at uh, the podcast on Prince or Geeked Out. And because there's, there's so much out there, you know, it's really impossible for one or two people, that is, for that matter, to look at all great things in music that are happening out there like I looked at the Grammys this year, and one group that really stood out to me were the Black Pumas. I had never heard of them. And I watched their set, and I'm like, wow, these two dudes are good. I immediately went and picked it up. And I, I love doing that. I like, you know, trying out new things and discovering new music. Because it's, at the end of the day, it's all about the music. You know, no matter what I do, business-wise or or uh, socially, or whatever. At the end of the day, I'm always doing two things. One, listening to something. And two, reading something. That's it. I'm very, very low maintenance. You know, as long as I get my 
reading done, my music done, and get my uh, occasional Michelin stars from fine dining, I'm good to go. Uh, <clears throat> there are a lot... I'm just jumping all over the place, too. There are a lot of varieties of liquor here at the Bat Cave. A lot of them have come from clients. Thank you. Uh, a couple I have purchased myself. One in particular I purchased back in... No, I didn't. Excuse me. was given to me back in 2007, and that's a bottle of Patron Platinum. I still have it, and it's about halfway full because I'm not a big drinker. Uh, so we'll try some things. You know, I'm not going to try you know, several at once again because I did that on Instagram, and yeah, that that was not good. <laughs> that was not good at all. And so, okay, we're 20 minutes in. I wish I knew how to work Adobe Audition better to plug some of the music that we were just talking about. Let you know, let you listen to some of the clips, but I'm still learning as I go on my merry little way. But I do promise the next time that I come back to you, I will play some samples and you know, we can talk about it. In fact, the next time I come back, what we're probably going to do, hmm, you know what, we're going to do the 1987 Grammys, yeah, because again, I still maintain Sign of the Time should have won. What did win, we'll talk about then, and we'll talk about the other contenders. And again, they were all great, because everybody back then who was nominated brought everything to the table. I maintain Sign of the Time should have won, because Prince is one guy. Everybody else had a production team and all this, all that. But again, now is not the time. Going back to the subject of tonight's uh, short little program, Paul Stanley and Soul Station, their album Now and Then, highest possible recommendation. And again, if you go in already having, you know, prejudged it or don't like it, that's cool. Somebody said on Facebook, well, he's not hauling notes. No, he's not hauling notes. He's not trying to be hauling notes. So, again, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think they drop in and you, Alana. And, yeah, we will go from there. I think that's going to be about it for me. And I just realized I haven't queued up any exit music. <laughs> Damn. I'll take care of that next time. And until then, to do to borrow from uh, my friend Michael Dean, I can be found at on Twitter, WSE Mark, Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Instagram, Mark Wiggins, Two, and going from there, I'm gonna steal for you one more time, Mike. Hey, this is Big Sexy telling you to work it like a job, and I'll speak to you soon. Peace. Uh, see, I don't say peace. That's not me. Let's try that again. This is Big Sexy. I'll speak to you later. Bye bye.